0: Hey, Hey, it's Kinsey Ray. Welcome to the happier days podcast. I specialize in coaching people on how to create strong habits and a winning mindset to become anything they want in life. My goal is to equip you with tools, ideas, give you resources and strategies to help you become the best version of yourself and have happier days. If you love this episode, I kindly ask that you subscribe and leave a five-star review. It really helps my message find the people that need it. Tag me on Instagram with your biggest takeaway. I love hearing from you guys. It's at KinseyRay.W. That's K-I-N-S-E-Y-R-A-Y.W. Now let's dive into the episode. This episode was highly requested by a lot of you, and I asked you guys what topics you wanted covered on the Happier Days podcast, what questions you had for me, what I could help you with. Grief came up a ton. And unfortunately, grief is part of the human experience. It is something we will all experience at some point in our life. And I hope to give you some perspective and share a little bit of my experience of navigating grief and hopes to help you if you're currently going through a season of grief. Or in the future when you do have to meet grief and you do have to navigate those heavy and ever-changing emotions. So understand that grief is part of the human experience and I hope that this can help you navigate it in the best way possible. And if you're going through a season of grief right now, just know I am sending you so much love and know that you will get to the other side and everything will be okay once again. For those of you that don't know my story, I met grief at a very young age. At least it feels very young to me. I feel like a baby when I look back at being 19 years old. My sister unexpectedly got diagnosed with cancer when I was 18 years old, and she passed away six months later, five days after my 19th birthday. And being 19 years old, it rocked my world. Grief threw me into a crazy, downward, destructive spiral and down very dangerous paths as I navigated coping with grief and coping with those very heavy, very intense emotions, not sure how to feel, not sure what to do. I got extremely lost in my own self-destructive habits and negative emotional coping skills, and it absolutely rocked my world. It changed me forever. But as I have had time to unpack this experience and had time to heal and gain new perspective on death and life and this experience of losing my sister at a young age and all of the lessons that came through it, I realize now that grief gave me a lot of gifts in a very ugly package. And I'm thankful that I've done the healing and I've done the work and I've had time to process and reflect and Find peace in the situation. You know, the common theme of grief is time heals all. And it's the biggest lie that ever told. Time does not heal all. Grief never goes away. You just learn to live with a piece of your heart missing. You just get stronger. But grief, once you meet it, it lives with you forever. It changes the way that it it shows up in your life. It's ever-changing the feelings and the emotions that come with it. It's unexpected. Sneaks up on you. But I can tell you, 12 years removed from losing my sister, today is the 12-year anniversary of her passing. And I miss her just the same. The grief hurts just as much. It doesn't go away, but I'm thankful for that. I'm thankful that the grief doesn't go away because I've learned that grief is just love with no place to go. And I never want that grief to go away. I never want this reminder that she's gone and I miss her and I love her and I wish I could hug her and I wish I could see her smile and I wish I could hear her laugh I wish I could know who she would grow up to be. I never want these reminders to go away, even though they hurt, even though the emotions catch me off guard every year. I never want my grief to go away because I never want to stop loving her and missing her and remembering her. So, grief doesn't have to be a bad thing. And I know when you first enter it, it's impossibly hard, it's messy, it's hard to navigate. And so, I want to share a story with you, and and read read a story to you. It's one of my favorite things to pass on to people when they're entering a season of grief. It really helped change my perspective on grief, and I wish I would have had this as soon as my sister passed away as a tool and a resource and a reminder of like the journey I was about to go through. Uh, but I didn't find it till many many years later. So maybe you've heard it, but it's a great reminder if you're struggling with grief. I highly recommend. Sending this episode to anybody uh, that may be navigating grief because this helped me a lot. So it's grief and advice, advice from an old guy. It was a it was a Reddit article, so I'm not sure who originally wrote this or who the old guy is, but it, it's been pasted all over the internet. Uh, so it says when someone posted, "My friend just died, and I don't know what to do," online, they were met by this reply from a self titled old guy. The response describes grief to a T. It's worth taking to heart as well as we all will inevitably lose someone that we love. So the old guy responds, I'm old. What that means is that I've survived so far and a lot of people I've known and loved did not. I've lost friends, best friends, acquaintances, co-workers, grandparents, mom, mom, relatives, teachers, mentors, students, neighbors, and a host of other folks. I have no children, and I can't imagine the pain it must be to lose a child. But here's my two cents. I wish I could say that you get used to people dying, but I never did. I don't want to. It tears a hole through me whenever somebody I love dies, no matter the circumstances. But I don't want it to not matter. I don't want it to be something that just passes. My scars are a testament to the love and the relationship that I had for and with that person. And if the scar is deep, so was the love. So be it. Scars are a testament to life. Scars are a testament that I can love deeply and live deeply and be cut or even gouged. And that I can heal and continue to live and continue to love. And the scar tissue is stronger than the original flesh ever was. Scars are a testament to life. Scars are only ugly to people who can't see. As for grief, you'll find it comes in waves. When the ship first is wrecked, when the ship first is wrecked, you are drowning. The wreckage all around you. Everything floating around you reminds you of the beauty and of the magnificent of the ship that was and is no more. And all you can do is float. You find some piece of the wreckage and you hang on for a while. Maybe it's some physical thing. Maybe it's a happy memory or a photograph. Maybe it's a person who is also floating. For a while, all you can do is float. Stay alive. In the beginning, the waves are 100 feet tall and crash over you without mercy. They come 10 seconds apart and don't even give you time to catch your breath. All you can do is hang on and float. After a while, maybe weeks, maybe months, you'll find the waves are still 100 feet tall, but they come further apart. When they come, they still crash all over you and wipe you out. But in between, you can catch your breath. You can function. You never know what's going to be a trigger of grief. It might be a song, a picture, a street intersection, the smell of a cup of coffee. It can be just about anything. And the wave comes crashing. But between the waves, there is there's life. Somewhere down the line, it's different for everybody. You find that the waves are only 80 feet tall or 50 feet tall. And while they still come, they come further apart. You can see them coming. An anniversary, a birthday, or Christmas, or a landing at O'Hare. You can see it coming for the most part and prepare yourself. And when it washes over you, you know that somehow you will again come out the other side. Soaking wet, sputtering, still hanging on to some tiny piece of the wreckage but you'll come out. Take it from an old guy. The waves never stop coming and somehow you don't really want them to. But you learn that you'll survive them and other waves will come and you'll survive them too. If you're lucky, you'll have lots of scars from lots of love and lots of shipwrecks. So powerful and such a great explanation of what grief is. So if you're listening to this right now and you're in a season of grief and your ship just wrecked and the grief is consuming, the waves are 100 feet tall and they're crashing over you and they just keep coming and you're struggling to just keep it together. You have no idea how you're supposed to continue without this piece of your heart. You have no idea how you're supposed to continue without this person that you love and everything just hurts and everything's a mess and you feel like your entire world just got flipped upside down, like you just got dumped into the ocean out of a shipwreck. I hope you know that eventually the waves, they start giving you space to live life between each wave that crashes over you. Eventually the waves aren't as, aren't as tall and they come few and far between. But like I said... Every year, no matter how far removed you get from the situation, the anniversaries, the birthdays, the places that really make you remember that loved one, those waves still come crashing, and they look different every year. At least that's how it's been for me. Every year, the grief shows up different. I get triggered differently. My emotions are different. But I'm thankful. I'm thankful the grief still shows up. Because I love taking time to remember my sister. I love taking time to feel these emotions. Even though it's hard. Because this is how much I loved her. I love her so much. I miss her so much. So grief is a journey and it looks different for everybody. There is no right way or wrong way to grieve. And I really saw that with my family when my sister passed away. We all navigated grief differently. We all lashed out differently. We all turned to different coping mechanisms. We all processed it differently. And so however you're processing your grief, realize that there's no right or wrong way to do it. You need to be patient with yourself. And I hope that you choose to turn to positive emotional coping skills instead of negative emotional coping skills and i know that's hard when you're in the mucky mucky waters of grief but i can tell you when i went through grief when i was 19 years old i turned to negative emotional coping skills and i almost lost my way because of it i got lost in the depths of grief And then turning to negative emotional coping skills only sunk me deeper and deeper and deeper. And I'm lucky to have made it out the other side, unscathed. And a lot of people aren't. And so this is why I'm really passionate about this Happier Days podcast and this platform that I'm creating. Because I want to teach people positive emotional coping skills. How to create the strong habits and have them in place. Because it's not a matter of if life is going to happen to you. It's not a matter of if you're going to lose somebody you love. It's part of the human experience. It's part of living is you have to experience death and you likely experience someone dying around you before it's your turn. And when I met grief for the first time, I was not prepared. I didn't have the habits in place. I didn't have strong emotional coping skills. I'd gone from self-harm to other negative negative emotional coping skills. And so when grief hit me unexpectedly, because it was six months, my sister was gone. Cancer diagnosis, six months later, she's gone. I did not have the proper emotional coping skills. I didn't have the strong habits. I didn't have a schedule and a structure in place that served me and helped me stay in a good space So I defaulted to my habits. When things get hard, when life gets crazy, you will default to your habits, good or bad. And if you have bad habits and bad negative emotional coping skills, they will consume you. When you're in these hard seasons of grief or trauma or tragedy or whatever it is, it doesn't have to be grief. They will consume you and they will take you down the wrong path that you don't want to go down. And it can take you months or even years to try and dig yourself out and fix the damage that was done from allowing these bad habits and negative emotional coping skills to be to carry you through that season. I can't even say carry you because it's not carrying you. They are dragging you down, 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 down deeper into this hole of sadness and despair and grief. And it doesn't serve you and it's really hard to get out. I know it's really hard to not turn to negative emotional coping skills when you're going through it, but it's even harder to dig yourself out of the hole that they drag you into. And I've been on both sides of the coin of this, where as I got older and I started to change my emotional coping skills and change my negative emotional coping skills for positive emotional coping skills, and create strong habits and create a morning routine and create a structure for my life that serves me and helps me stay in a good place mentally and helps me take, my mental health, take control of my mental health in a positive way, once I created that structure and tragedy showed up again, trauma, hard days, hard seasons, grief shows up again for me every year, I default to my habits. And now my habits are good. They do carry me. They do serve me. The great example of this is this week. I thought I was good. I knew the anniversary of my sister was coming up. I thought I was good. It's like I feel fine. No heavy emotions. Nothing. Get through my birthday. Almost instantly after my birthday, I just have this terrible day. I'm I'm lashing out. I'm angry. I'm emotional. I'm just in a mood, having a day. What's wrong with me? just fine a few days ago I just had the best birthday weekend ever and then like where did these yucky emotions come from and it took me all day to like finally connect the dots and go oh this is grief this is my body subconsciously remembering what happened 12 years ago this is the emotions within me rising up this is how grief is showing up for me this year and even though I had a bad attitude and had a bad day and was, was being grouchy and was being moody I defaulted to my habits. I still woke up at 5 a.m. I read my book, did my red light therapy, and moved my body. I journaled. I did my morning routine. I defaulted to my habits that I know helped me be better. And then the next day, the emotions were even heavier as I recognized what they were. And I just felt sad, and I wanted to lay in bed. I was like, ugh, just like don't want to do today. Well, guess what I did? I defaulted to my habits again. I still got up at 5 a.m. I read my book. I moved my body. I did my red light therapy. I journaled. I did my habits that I know make me better. They carried me. Even through these hard days of yucky emotions, they're carrying me through. Just going through the motions, doing the things that I know make me better, do the things that I know keep me above the water. They keep me from going down that negative rabbit hole. The days aren't perfect. (laughs) Still feeling the feels but I'm doing the habits that I know keep me strong mentally and they're going to carry me through till I get to the other side of this wave of grief get to the other side of these yucky emotions and I'm going to continue forward. So this is why I'm so passionate about this platform is to teach you how to create these habits, teach you how to create positive emotional coping skills when you're in a good place, when life is good and things are going great and you don't need the habits, you don't need the structure, everyone needs structure, but when you feel like you don't need it and you're in a good place mentally, you're showing up, you're doing the things, whatever, That is the time to create the good habits. That is the time to create the discipline. That is the time to create the structure. Because when you need it, you're not going to have the willpower to create it. When you need that discipline and that structure and those habits to carry you, when life is happening and you get flipped on your head because it's only a matter of time when you're going to have a season of hardship, it's only a matter of time when you're going to go through a struggle period. What like I said whether it's grief, trauma, tragedy, whatever. Life happens to all of us. You will not have the willpower to go create those habits you already need them in place. And so I'm thankful I've done the work for the last 5 years. Of creating these strong habits, of getting rid of my bad, negative emotional coping skills that don't serve me, ones that I defaulted to for many years that would drag me down the rabbit hole of despair. And I switched them for positive emotional coping skills. I switched them for structure. I switched them for a routine that serves me. I put in the work to create these habits because it's not easy to change your habits. It's not easy to change the way you operate. It's not easy to change the way that you cope. But I'm thankful I did the work when I didn't, quote, need it to where on the days I do need it, I do need to be carried, I do need extra support, it's already in place and the habits I default to serve me. So that's my best advice for you. Before you get to a season of grief, make sure your habits are in place. Figure out what makes you better and create structure and a routine around it. And if you're in a season of grief right now, do your best to do something that makes you better every day. Do your best to move your body, to fill your mind with positive things. Do your best to move through it. The only way to get through seasons of depression and seasons of grief is to just take steps forward. Take actions forward that make you better. Do things that move you forward in a positive way. And it's just small steps, micro-stepping, step-by-step-by-step-by-step-by-step-by-step-by-step-by-step. And that's all you have to do is just keep moving through it. I've talked about the the analogy of entering a dark tunnel. That is what grief is. You enter this dark tunnel and you have to physically move through it by taking actions forward. You can't just sit down and wallow in the pity. And yeah, you definitely do for a season of grief. I definitely did, right? You have to be patient with yourself and give yourself a lot of grace in the beginning. But as you're coming out of that initial shipwreck and that initial crash, you've got to start taking steps forward that make you better. Because if not, you'll get bitter. And it's very easy for grief to make you bitter. It's very easy for grief to harden you, make you angry at the world. And I know that our loved ones wouldn't want that. I know our loved ones want us to move on and be happy and progress forward in life, and continue to become our best selves, and we can't do that if we stay in a place of anger, and resentment, and being bitter at the world. I'm not a firm believer of everything happens for a reason. (laughs) I I am, but not necessarily when it comes to death. I think that's a hard saying to say to people, especially after somebody has passed away. Well, everyone, everything happens for a reason. Like, no why what's the reason that my sister had to die what's the reason that parents have to lose children what's the reason that somebody dies at a young age like what's the reason there is no valid reason it's just part of life so instead of that i'm not going to say that to you, but I believe you can find the silver lining. You can find the silver lining in the situation. They like said grief is an ugly package, but if you're willing to sit with it, and you're willing to unwrap the ugly package and do the healing and, you know, take actions that move you forward through that season, eventually you can unwrap the package and find the silver lining inside. Find the perspective. Find the gifts. It took me many, many years to find find the gifts in my ugly package of grief, but it taught me the importance of presence. It taught me the importance of time with my loved ones. It was a great reminder at the young age of 19 that tomorrow is not promised, so you better run like crazy towards your dreams today. My sister taught me so many valuable lessons through losing her, and I honor those gifts because they came with a great cost. So I hope that you can find the silver lining in your grief, and it might not be today. It might not be immediately after the situation. It takes time. It takes healing. Be patient with yourself. But I promise it's there. And you have the ability and the option and the choice to choose to allow grief to make you bitter and make you angry. And stay hurt. And stay in the negativity. And allow it to consume you. Because it can absolutely eat you alive. It did for me for several years and I didn't like who I became. I didn't like the path it led me down. I didn't like the habits it caused me to create and the person that I became as a result of going down the ugly path of grief and allowing it to consume me. It took a lot of work and damage control and a lot of resilience and willpower to dig myself out of a very, very dark hole that I went down not knowing how to navigate grief at the age of 19. But you also have another choice. There's another option that you can allow grief to teach you lessons and find the silver lining. And you can choose to turn your pain into purpose. You can choose to go live on and go become your best self in honor of the person that you lost. Knowing that that's what they want. They want to see you become the very best version of yourself and see you live your life to the fullest while you're still here, while you still have the chance. Don't stop living just because you lost somebody. That's the last thing that they would want. Your loved one wants you to be happy. They want you to heal. They want you to move forward and honor them with living a miraculous, spectacular, big, bold life. Turn your pain into purpose. That's what I was able to do with losing my sister. She inspired me. She died at the young age of 26. I was so mad for so long. It's not fair. She left behind two beautiful baby boys, age of two and four, when she passed away. It's not fair that they don't get to grow up and know their mom. I was so mad. But I didn't want her to die in vain, if her life got cut short, then I might as well use the gift that I still have, that I'm still here. I'm gonna go live my life to the fullest. I'm gonna go achieve my dreams. She's what Losing her was really the catalyst that made me take my modeling career seriously and go for it. Go achieve all of my dreams because her life got cut short and she no longer had the option to. Okay, I'm gonna go live on for you, sis. I'm gonna go achieve all of my dreams in honor of you. She lit this fire within me that, man, life is short. It is not, tomorrow is not promised. Like, I've got to go. got to make this happen. I've got to go leave my mark on this world while I still can. And so I turned that pain into purpose. And then that evolved into the Sasha Smiles campaign that I launched five years ago to encourage everyone to do a random act of kindness today in honor of her, to create smiles all over the world and help her infectious smile live on. So powerful in a way to help me smile on a really hard day. She made me, to pro- made me promise to smile more before she passed away. She knew I struggled with depression and self-harm and didn't want her death to absolutely rock my world. Well, I did, but I found my way through the grief eventually and got back on track and was able to go create this campaign in honor of her to make the world a better place in her honor. And now I've started this Happier Days platform and podcast to continue to do my part to teach you guys of how to create these strong habits before you need them to help carry you through hard seasons of grief and tragedy and and life that are inevitable for all of us. So you don't have to go down the negative rabbit, rabbit hole and spiral downward and get completely off track. You can hopefully get through hard seasons in the best way possible. Hard seasons are still hard, unfortunately, but I believe we have the right mindset and habits in place. They don't have to completely derail us. And that's what I hope for you. And I hope you can find that support in your season of grief. So I hope this helps you. I hope you can give yourself grace and patience in your season of grief. Realize that it's ever-changing it it never looks the same. The emotions come up. Your body will remember time and the time frame that your grief happens. And so be patient with yourself as your waves show up and crash over you. And hopefully, eventually, you can learn to appreciate the waves and you can have gratitude for the waves of grief. Even though they're hard, it's still hard to miss our loved ones. Today is still hard for me. It still hurts. But I'm thankful to take a moment to remember her and miss her, and feel my love for her, even though it hurts. So I hope you got value out of this today. Definitely share it with a friend who may be going through grief. Thank you so much for listening.